0: Postgame podcast episode thirty-four, boys, we are back. Um, Before I do anything else, though, y'all hit pause on the podcast and run to the bio in our Instagram and submit a listener question for us, please. Um, We like setting aside an entire segment in in each podcast to answer y'all's listener questions. We don't have any this week. Um, You can leave them completely anonymous, so whether they're sports related um, or something completely random. Fire them our way, and we'll, we'll answer those in the next podcast. Um, but as I mentioned, episode 34, my name's Chad. I'm joined, as always, with our relatively new co-host, James, a.k.a. Urkel. How are you doing today?
1: I'm in the building. I'm in the building. I'm, I'm doing good. enjoying a nice day off. There
0: we go. Good to hear. Um, as always, similar show structure as as we typically have. We'll start off with anything but sports. We'll jump into headlines, do some card talk um we have a new segment that we'll get to a little bit later and then we'll wrap up as always with the fourth quarter um let's just jump right into anything but sports james what's on your mind if if anything um anything but sports
1: well uh me and you were going through our pre-production meeting and you're you brought a great point that i didn't get a chance to introduce myself to the people we just kind of Threw me in there. So for those of you who don't know, like Chad said, James, uh, go by the nickname Merkel. That was coined uh, freshman year basketball. Uh, but me and Chad have been friends for about going on 10 years now. Uh, I've known Chad for, like I said, 10 years. Uh, I got to be the best man in his wedding, or one of his, the best man in his wedding. Um, and for anything but sports, I thought I'd tell the story of how me and Chad met. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Chad is probably the most quiet, low-key, down-to-earth person I've ever met. Uh, so I met Chad in basketball one day you know me trying to be the social talking guy and I tried to talk to him and Chad wasn't no parts of me so I thought I thought Chad hated me when I first met him honestly kind of found out he didn't hate me he was just very quiet and shy and low-key but I, I broke him down and I basically annoyed him to where I made him say like hey I'm your friend and then Chad invited me over to one of his epic pool parties and we played pool basketball with the the boys for a while and the rest is history, and I never left. Now basically we've been friends since.
0: And that was beautiful. That is the that is the origin story. And look at us now. We're hosting a podcast. We're on sure. episode 34. Um Eric, that was beautiful. And, and shoot, birthday week next week, right?
1: Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah, I'm uh turning the big two seven. Gosh, I'm getting old. Uh Tuesday, May 24th. So uh feel free to Wish me happy birthday, shoot me a text, a call. Uh, I do have Cash App, Zell, PayPal. If you want to send me some money, you know, do that
0: (laughs) work. Always hustling. Oh, got you. Got you. I I like that. I like that. Um, Headline time How can we start anywhere else but with our Dallas Mavericks? Um, Urkel, hopefully you've been watching the, the NBA playoffs, specifically the Mavs. Not only have we won one playoff series now, defeating the Utah Jazz. We've now won two playoff series, and we're we found ourselves in the Western Conference finals that kick off tonight versus the Golden State Warriors. Um, this past series, we, we knocked down the number one team, the, the Phoenix Suns, who had the best record in the NBA all season. Um, it went to seven games, and in game seven, it was an absolute smackdown in Phoenix. We were up by like 30 at halftime in the fourth quarter, we were up by 40, close to 50. I was loving every second of it. I had a smile on my face. I think from from the jump because we were out ahead all game long, and the lead just kept kept growing. Um, hopefully, you were you were watching.
1: So uh, I was. I got off work right as the game tipped off. So I was basically kind of watching it or listening to it on the way home. Um, and then I had a, a little birthday party I had to attend for a little bit. So I was basically at the birthday party watching it on my phone um, and. I had to blink a couple of times because I saw the score at halftime. I was like, we're up by 30, like goodness. And I I saw it and then I watched the whole second half. And first I was like kind of eerie because I know we've, we've had some hot starts in Phoenix and then we kind of let the lead follow, but we came on the second half. The first three minutes told me everything I need to know. I said, this game is over. Uh, and I think the most, the best part about the whole thing was watching the Phoenix Suns fans boo them. Uh, that was so gratifying just to see that, but. Yeah, very very impressed them. Um, I mean, I had faith in the Mavs, but if you told me that we would have been up by 46 points Game 7, I probably would you like you're nuts, though. That was
0: that was wild. I think they had like 27 points at halftime and Luca himself had 27 points at halftime, which was which was right. wild. Um so, but yeah, it was wild in that series. Like the, the average margin of victory I think in that series was like 17 points because yeah. the home team just dominated every single time. And so for us to go into Phoenix, I, I, I was kind of worried. I think I said it on our last podcast because we're, we're going into their territory to game seven. They've got the home court advantage, which which carries a lot of weight in the playoffs. Um, yes. But we absolutely destroyed them. Um, and there was a lot of talk, like I'm sure you saw Patrick Beverly and like Anthony Edwards jumped on on IG saying, man, Chris Paul was talking so much smack to us all season yeah. and Pat Bev laid into Chris Paul probably too much
2: um I'm
0: I'm a noted non-fan of Chris Paul I respect his game and I I respect that that he's pretty dang good he's one of the top point guards there is um Mm -hmm. but I I have to say I love to see him lose
1: oh you're not a fan of Chris Paul then this
0: um no I, I and I don't know why either I just think I don't know something about the way he he carries himself and and I, I don't know so, something about him I just I've never liked the dude
1: so you're saying if he came to the mat you wouldn't be happy to have him because I would like I I feel like that's with everyone like I know so many people that are like I hate LeBron I hate LeBron and then they went to the Lakers and then they're the biggest LeBron fan I I, I feel like because I get why you wouldn't like him because he is a pest he knows how to get under people's skins he knows how to contact fouls He's a veteran. He he, he's, he knows how to play the mind game. He knows how to do it all. Um, so I get why you say that, but you're you're honestly nuts if you wouldn't want Chris Paul on your team today because Chris Paul That's has a track thing. record of making every team good. There's, every a team lot,
0: there's a lot of guys like that to where I don't like them because they're not on my team. It's not like I want him on my team. Like, I think – I don't know. Something about the way he leads or something, the way I, – I don't know. So something about him I just – it rubs me the wrong way, and I don't like it. I, like I said, I appreciate him. I recognize he's a really solid player. Sure, I would have liked him a few years ago in his in his prime to be the lead point guard here da- here in Dallas. Um, All right, but nah, we don't need the man.
1: Uh, I mean, yeah, we got Brent, Jalen Brunson anyway. Who cares?
0: So I'm doing something special right now. I'm calling. I'm calling in old <laughs> co-host Jacob. Let's see if he answers. Can you hear that okay? Yeah, I can hear it. Yellow. There he is. <laughs> Jake, coming to you live and direct from his, his respective place of residence with tons of background noise. Jake, we're live right now in the postgame podcast. This is Chad, joined, as always, by by my co-host, Urkel. Um, we're talking a little Dallas Mavericks. Jake, I just wanted to get your thoughts.
2: Well, I'm glad you called the, the Mavs expert here. Uh... Man,
0: what a ride it's been, Jeff. Is Urkel there, or is it just you? Yes, oh, yeah. I'm here. Oh
2: yeah, he's, I'm he's here, our... dude. What's up, Urkel? What up, Jake? Tough crap. All right. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so uh we we basically,
0: we, Jeff... we basically just recapped the the past couple series. We haven't yet talked about tonight in our our big time matchup in the the Western Conference Finals. Um, so let's start there. Give me give us your thoughts on on that that victory over the Suns?
2: Chad, yeah, I'm getting 2011 vibes. I really am.
0: Because
2: I remember 2011, we're sitting in Algebra 2, and I'm like, there's no chance. There's no chance, you know. But then all, all of a sudden, it just started clicking, Chad. Just started clicking, and, you know, it was a team of destiny. And I'm, I'm starting to get the same vibes, Chad. I, I didn't think we had any chance to beat the Suns. And then when we went down 2-0, I, I, you know, honestly, I was just hoping we didn't get swept. And then here we are, Chad, in the Western Conference Finals. And I think we have a pretty good chance. Did you know we beat the Warriors three out of four this year and like eight out of nine in in San Francisco?
0: Well, let's keep in mind, they've dealt with injury issues all year. Steph was out for a little bit. Clay was out, I feel like, at least half the year. Yeah.
2: Oh, let's also keep in mind that they're old, Jed. This ain't the Warriors of uh, five years ago when they were, you know, teaching LeBron how to play basketball. You know, <laughs> hey, the, whoa, 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 old, whoa, You watch I your mean, Steph, how yeah. Steph? And Klay Thompson, he ain't the same. He's coming off of Achilles, ACL, everything well, The book, Draymond. Well, let's not, now, Jake, let's
1: Poole, not piss off the know, Warriors, that's, please. That's
2: a problem. But uh, Gary Payton, the fourth or whatever, he's out, isn't he?
0: Man, I just realized you probably can't hear you probably can't hear Erkel because I got my headphones in. <laughs> but he, uh, yeah, I thought he was ignoring me earlier. He he is and here.
2: Kind of made me feel bad, but uh, no, I'm, I'm, I'm yeah, not. I think agree. we match All up with well is... the Warriors, Chad. I really do. All
0: right, I I like that. Um, what was I going to ask you? I was going to ask you one more question. Um, actually, the the only thing I'll say there is, I'm just worried about the the home court issue um they've got a major home court advantage out there in the bay they've been in the playoffs multiple times it's their second home um, this squad of, of curry clay thompson draymond they've been there done that so they, they know how to manage a seven game series if yeah. it goes the distance um, but man I, I hope that we make draymond absolutely cry and lucas stares him down after every shot yeah,
2: and, Chad, let's not forget that this is the same scene of the crime when Coach K
0: and the Duke Blue Devils cheated our Red Raiders. Same, same uh, arena. <laughs> All right, Jacob, good talking to you. We appreciate the time. <laughs> oh, Any final thing. thoughts?
2: One more thing. Do you remember my uh, NBA Finals preseason prediction?
0: Uh, mm. I'd have to go back in the archives for that one. I, I don't remember it.
2: Well, I know the viewers remember it, but I had Bucks over Warriors. I'd like to change that, Chad. Or, I can't Whoa. hear you, but I hope he's listening. <laughs> Give me Mavs, Heat. Mavs over Heat in seven.
0: Wow. Okay. I said it. I said it. Interesting. Um, I don't think that's how preseason picks work. I think you normally have to yeah. ride with those throughout the duration of the season. But...
2: Well, one was my preseason pick and one's my postseason pick.
0: Well, it's, it, once, we're in the con- once we're in the conference finals, it's pretty easy to make it. Make it <laughs> yeah, play. it's four teams left. Yeah, that's true. Um, uh, you can't hear him, but Erkel's laughing at you. But, Jake, we appreciate the time, as always. Um, thank you for the hey, thoughts. Six feet
2: of the ship. Erk's doing a great job.
0: I appreciate that. I, I, I agree with that. We appreciate that. Um, all right. All right, we'll, we'll call you at, probably at some point in the future, but, but appreciate the time. All right, see you. Bye. Um, man, Eric. Sorry about that. I I totally forgot I had my headphones in, so he couldn't hear a word you were saying.
1: All I was gonna say is, let's not piss off the Warriors, please, because we. Yeah. <laughs> his name yeah. is Wardell Curry. I just I just want everyone to know that.
0: Like, <laughs> that's the, that's what I'm saying. Steph Curry, Clay Thompson. You have to give them their respect. Draymond's the only one that I'm okay with pissing off as much as we can. He yeah, he that fine. he lives for that. He's like a Pat Beverly type where he just lives to piss people off yeah. and get under their skin. He's the draw technical fouls and and talk mess um i want to beat the golden state warriors solely to knock out draymond green (laughs) um that dude is is even a tier above my dislike of chris paul draymond green is one of the most disliked players at least by me um i think it goes back to those series and and the the finals against lebron and and the Cavs. Mm -hmm. and draymond is just talking so much mess and he's all over the place he doesn't do much besides like hustle and do the dirty work like if you look at his stat lines after every game it's like two points 28 minutes um you know four rebounds and and five fouls so but like, see,
1: I, Draylon's one of those players to me where it's not about the stats; it's just his energy. Because exactly, I, don't, you remember, I, I agree. You remember, remember like when that. he was hurt? Like the Warriors were a completely different team without him. That offense goes through him. The defense goes through him. So he he, he he's more of a he, he's he's more than just a stat guy. I, he he he's his presence felt on the floor whether he's scoring or rebounding, assisting. He his presence is felt. But since you're talking about most disliked players, I think I have to put Grayson Allen over. Draymond Green is my most oh, disliked player that's a of all good time. Call. I that's just a good don't call. like him, dude. He's—I didn't like him at Duke. He just come—he comes in as this cocky kid, and he—he's to me, he's a dirty player. I mean, exactly, he, he's, he, he's, he's been the there since on his time Yeah, if I was in the league, I would—I'd
0: give him a piece of my mind just—just just for the heck of it. Um, so I guess we—we we can do what—what what Jake kind of just fast forward and did right there and making his finals picks. Um. How do you feel about for we'll start with the Mavs? How do you feel about this series versus the Warriors? How do you how do you see it going? Um, so I wrote down my keys to success for the
1: playoffs. I call this James's keys to the Mavs winning the all uh, right, game. let's go. Uh so the first one, um, we cannot play behind with the Warriors, they're they're too they're too good of a shooting team to play behind. Um, and then we also with also being said, we can't get too comfortable with the league because a twenty-point lead to the words is nothing because they get it going like that. It's that leads cut in half in an instant. Um, True. Just uh, and then we need other people to show up to the party like we did in Game Seven. We need Digwitty and Brunson to continue this momentum from Game Seven into this next series. It cannot be everyone standing around and watching Luca do everything because if that is the case, this series will be over and we're either getting swept or in five. If it's just everybody sitting around and watching Luca do the work. Um, we need everyone to uh, to participate. We need everyone to play their role. Um, and then the, the defense that we did in Phoenix, uh, on Phoenix, we need to bring that into that. The swarm defense that kind of don't let the ball get in the paint. Um, and I, I think one of the things that we can, we have in our favor is that going against the Warriors team. They're like us, they like to go small ball. So we don't have to worry about us getting, you know, out rebounded and, and bully ball. Cause with the Suns, they had what, four, three or four guys over seven feet and, the only seven-footer we have on our team is Bobon, who didn't even play, I think, at all in all the series. So if we can do that, I I give me Mavs at six. And if we steal one, if we can still game one or two in their home, give me Mavs at six. If not, it's going to seven. But I'm going with the hometown team, baby. Mavs at six or seven.
0: I agree. No, I, I think – those are all super good points. I, I agree with all that. Like, like one thing I heard you say was we need other dudes to step up. Like, it, it needs to be like that last game against the Suns. Um, one, where we play defense. Like, that's what we were known for during the regular season. And that kind of disappeared throughout the first couple rounds of the playoffs. And then we found it again in game seven. There's a clip going around. I forgot who posted it. Like, the NBA may have posted it, where Jason Kidd is coaching as if he's actually on the court he's yelling yeah, at guys yeah, to trap, <laughs> he's yelling at guys to like come, to back off, to stay home. Um that's that energy we need. Like not just sure. from our head coach, but like from everybody on the floor. Like it needs All to right. be that game 7 mentality of let's play defense first and throughout the duration of the game from the the opening tip to even when we're up by 30 keep playing that D. Um and then we're good. Like I I agree they can make up a lead so quick, but then again or make up a deficit so quick. But then again, so can we, like we, we pride ourselves, I think on the three pointer, um, and have like the second half of this year with, with especially the addition of, of block and Dinwiddie and stuff. Yeah. Um, so as long as we, we keep to that strategy of, we're just going to shoot threes and let, let Luca penetrate and kick every now and then I think we'll be good, but I, I see this going similar, similarly to the sun series. Um, like I said on that call with Jake, I think the home home court advantage is so huge for both of these teams. For Golden State, yes. They, they go wild in the playoffs, but but same with Dallas. Like, you saw yeah. the turnout at the AAC for Game 7 that was in Phoenix. The AAC was basically full of people just cheering on it and watching on the big screen. Right. Um, so I, I think it'll be really tough for both teams to steal a game on the road. Like, I, I think it'll go – we may go down 0-2. I think there is a chance we could steal one in Golden State, um, but I my expectation is we're gonna go down 0-2, Then we're gonna tie it two two once we're back home, and then we'll go one one one, and then I think we'll pick off one of those final games, um, in in Golden State. It's it's just I think I think it's gonna go seven. I think it'll be really tough to get wins on the road. Um, Tonight's going to tell us a lot, though. Like, I have no idea how we match up with them. I'm worried about they got shooters everywhere. They move the ball really freaking Very quick, well. and they pass yeah. better than most teams out there, which I feel like that's what we struggle with. Like, we'll play good defense till they start swinging it real quick, then our heads are spinning. Um,
1: see, I see. I have a stealing tonight. I have a stealing game one because I think that momentum from that, that that's a good game seven is yeah. going to carry over. And I just see the Warriors still kind of being like not taking us as serious as they should. That's a good call. And I could see, I see us just carrying in that momentum. Um, so I personally think, I, I say we still either game one or two. And then I agree with that. And then we, we, I think we clear at home. Cause I think this city has bought into this Mavericks team. If you were a doubter now, like Jake said, you believe in the now, because I mean, we're one series away from the NBA finals, baby. So. The question
0: is why not us? Why not us? That that's a good call. I I I could see that too. Yeah, ride the momentum. But yeah, like having Dinwiddie step up in that last game, that's mm-hmm. exactly what he needed. He's been struggling all playoffs, but that that one right. game, he he looks like he was going. Just playing, playing confident. Yeah. And hopefully, yeah. he keeps that confidence rolling into this series. Because if he steps up, we know we can rely on Brunson. We know we can right. rely on Luka. Um, right. you'll get a game or two that that's big by by Dodo Dorian Finney Smith. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Max, he's gonna step up if if he can play and he's is not injured and and he's uh-huh. good. Um, so we got weapons like Bertons will come off the bench, drop a casual thirteen every now and then. Yeah, like yeah. We'll, we'll be fine. I think as long as we can play defense, the rest is is gonna happen in our favor.
1: I agree, hundred percent. If we get the Spencer Didwoodie. When he was in Brooklyn before he got traded. Oh my goodness. This series is gonna be over very quick for the Warriors. I'll tell you that. And and game seven reminded me of Spencer Didwitty uh, for back in, before he got traded to the Mazzle, yeah. he was on Brooklyn. Because yeah. people forget before he before Kyrie and KD were on that team, that was Spencer Didwitty's team. He was, and he was going bananas yep. like every game. So I that I think that was a reminder to the league and us Mazz fans of who I really am. his name is Spencer Didwitty if he gets going. Yes,
0: sir. Um, so there are other playoff games being played. Uh, Contrary to what others may think, there are other playoff games being played. However, now we're down to the final four. Um, what I absolutely love is that the Phoenix Suns are gone. Um, they're an easy team to dislike and I'm so glad that we knocked them out. They were in the finals last year. So last year's runner up is gone. Um, but also last year's champion has gone out East in the Milwaukee Bucks, They've been eliminated by, I think it was the Celtics, and so now we've got Celtics versus Heat out in the East. Um, game one was last night. Tatum was absolutely dominant in the first half, and then they went absolutely cold in the third quarter. The Heat w- went on like a, it's like an eighteen to two run or something wild in that quarter. Um, Butler finished with forty one points in forty one minutes. He was super efficient in terms of his field goal percentage. Um, so that that was wild to see that the that the Heat stayed in it and made that run to come back and and actually end up dominating the second half, but the Celtics look so good, and I think I don't know how long Marcus Smart's out. Um, I I can't remember if he was in the the protocol or if he has something like a leg. Uh, I was, I believe, it was a
1: mid foot sprain.
2: I believe.
0: Yeah, yeah, it, I think it was Al Horford that's oh out God. with on the, the yeah. health and safety protocols, but um what's his name patrick williams their their big guy inside
1: robert williams he's he's having some quad issues or uh, something i believe i because I, I caught i caught the back half of the game last night and i saw him getting stressed out on the sideline and i believe he was dealing with the leg or uh okay. like a upper leg or lower leg injury prior to that so okay. this is gonna be and and the heat they don't have kyle lyre right now and i don't know if he's coming back this series so yeah. A, having a having Robert,
0: Will, having Robert Williams back though, for the Celtics last night though, I mean, that helped out a ton just on defense, but also, I mean, he dropped 18 points, um, mm-hmm. rebounding wise. So he's big for them. I got Celtics in this series. Um, the heater just, I don't know how, but they're, they're, they're dominant. They, they just get contributions from a lot of different guys. Jimmy Butler's absolutely cold in the playoffs. um, But I I got Celtics in this series, and I think that'd be more appealing to to fans in the NBA finals is watching that Celtics team over the Heat. Um, Regardless, though, I I don't really care who comes out of the East. We'll let them duke it out. I think it'll be a good one to watch. Um, I'm more so going to be in tune with the the Western Conference finals. (laughs) Uh, But this one could go either way. I really have no idea.
1: No, I agree 100 percent I game one was very telling. Um, only thing I will say is is that Jimmy Butler basically went off last night. I think he dropped like 45. Um, so if he continues to do that, then the Celtics are in trouble. But if the Celtics, they do have a bad man in them over on their sideline, his name's Jason Tatum. So this series, like say, you say, go anyone. I I don't really, I'm not really more focused on that. I'm more focused on the Western Conference Finals. Go, Mass.
0: Yep. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear you. Um, Lastly, basketball-wise, to get to in our headlines, the NBA draft lottery was last night. Um, It was right before the Eastern Conference Finals Game 1. It's a really weird event. Like, they bring in, like, you know, the general manager, Dame Lillard represented, (laughs) um, the the trailblazers. Like, they bring in all these people to, to sit on stage for, like, maybe seven minutes while they just read off what order they get, and they all go home. So it's a a weird event, Um, but I I always tune in in every year just to see kind of where the teams fall. Um, Long story short, Orlando Magic have the number one pick. Um, Oklahoma City Thunder at number two. Shout out OKC and my my people there. That's good to see. Houston Rockets at the three spot. Kings snuck their way up to the four spot. Um, That's going to be a team to watch out for here in the coming years. The Pistons at five, Pacers at six poor dame in the trailblazers at seven pelicans at eight spurs at nine wizards at 10 Knicks all the way down at 11 okc thunder again at number 12 hornets at 13 and Cavs at 14 um urkel any surprises or, or thoughts there
1: well, I was surprised when OKC had the top two, but I forgot, right, OKC right now is sitting on, like, I think at least five first-round picks in the near future. So they've, they've got some picks. Me, personally, uh, I think they're going to package those picks and try to get a – try to steal a, a marquee player. Um, so you never know. And, and a lot of times these – in this draft class, I'm not trying to be disrespectful, but I, I the only person I think I know in there is Chet Holmgren right now. Uh, that that kid from And I don't know if he's even officially declared uh, that he's going to come into the NBA, but this draft class, I haven't really seen any talent, uh, like, eyeballing time that come out of it, of course. Uh, there probably are. There's probably some talent, but I haven't really seen anyone out here that just sticks out on paper. So this year, I think you're going to see a lot of picks or a lot of trades to so they can try to get players that they want, teams that get players that they want.
0: Yeah, I think – so there's three main guys that they – and they highlighted them last night. Chet Holmgren out against Zaga. Um, that super, kid from Duke, right? Super tall, seven-foot-one guy. He's probably less than 200 pounds. Yeah, kid from Duke. <laughs> Paolo Bencaro. Um, He's good, but, uh, like, he's not jump yeah. off the page like Zion level coming out of right. uh, out of college. Um, right. I, I think he'll be, like, Cade Cunningham-esque. Um, Jabari Smith out of Auburn. He's another projected top three guy. Um, He's solid. Jaden Ivey out of Purdue. And then rounding out the top five, they have Shaden Sharp out of Kentucky. And here's he's a weird one. He's 18 years old. He's he's technically a freshman, or I guess, I think reclassified. Um, But apparently he didn't play a single, I may have this wrong, but from what I understand, he didn't play a single game. At Kentucky so he's, he's kind of like a mystery man coming into, into this draft um I don't know if many people know what they're going to get out of him so I could see him dropping quite a bit but right now that they have him slated at the five spot which yeah I mean that that tells me if a guy who hasn't played at all in college is, is number five in this draft once you get outside of the top four it's a total question mark
1: they had him over the um the Kentucky big man, because didn't there, remember that big man? I can't even think of his name, but from Kentucky, average like a double-double. I, I, I swore he even won the college player of the year. They had the kid that hasn't played a, a minute over him. That's nuts.
0: Uh I don't even see that Kentucky big man on this draft board. That's even weirder. He may be returning to, to Kentucky. Yeah, probably, but even then, like, it's, that's nuts. Um, Yeah, That I mean, for real, outside of the top – six or seven. I don't know these names. Um, yeah, I mean, number seven's know. a guy from the G league, Dyson Daniels. Um, okay. Can't tell you what he looks like. Couldn't pick him out in the crowd. Um, <laughs> so th- th- yeah, this will be, this will be interesting. Um, who knows, who knows, man. Yeah. Um, but shout out to the top three. I think they'll, they're guaranteed to get a, a, a solid player um oklahoma city definitely needs it houston god knows they need it um but the magic too um yeah former dallas mavericks assistant now head coaching the the orlando magic it was good to see him get some hopefully some help out of this this next year's draft
2: yeah, indeed they
1: do and the match have hit they, they've gotten a lot of like their last last reason i feel like they've gotten top five picks in the last draft so yeah. These picks are going to have to start turning out for them quick because if not, um, they're, they're in very big trouble.
0: Yeah, they, they took Jalen Suggs last year um, out of Gonzaga, right? So they may take yeah. – was he out of Gonzaga? They might take – He was, right? No, yeah, he was. He was out of
1: Gonzaga. And then the Chet Holmgren, who's projected to be the number one pick, is that. And with that, he that kid, like you said, he's got to put on some weight because, I mean, I get he's tall, but if he gets to the league like that, he is going to get bully-balled.
0: The, the, the thing I, I like about that. him is, is he, he's, he's, yeah, he's he's super raw. Like, if you looked at him in a gym, you'd be like, oh, this dude's just playing basketball because he's tall. But he's, he's like a, a newer generation type of big man to where he'll shoot the three, and he can shoot the three, but he can also handle the ball. Like, yeah, he yeah, can I've pass yeah, pretty well. Him. He can handle the ball. Um, yeah. So the dude, he's got true skill. So, if yeah, I, I agree. If he can put on if some weight yeah. and, and can yeah. stay injury-free – I think he'll yeah. be solid. Um, I think it'll just take him, you know, a few years to get adjusted. I agree 100%. Finally, we're done with our basketball talk. Hope y'all appreciated that. Um, let's talk a little PGA Championship. Um, this kicks off, as as all golf tournaments do, tomorrow on Thursday, May 19th. Um, Tiger's playing, so, so I'm going to be watching at least, I, I won't watch all four days, but I'm going to be tuned in. This is a major championship. Um, I would love to see Tiger in contention or, or at least putting up an under par decent score, make the cut as he did at the Masters. Um, but what I think is cool is that one of the feature groups they call it on Thursday um, in that first round, it's going to be Tiger, Rory, and Jordan Spieth. So I'm, I may end up just watching that group for Jordan. Yeah, which I'm I watching like. that group for sure. Rory, I'm a fan of. And then you got to watch Tiger if he's playing. I think the big headline here is that the defending champion will not be there, which was, was Phil Mickelson. And he's, I think still taking some time off for the, the questionable comments he left about like the Dubai tour or something like that a while back. Um, so that, that'll be a little different to not see the defending defending champion there to, to, you know, try to defend. Um But anytime Tiger's in a tournament, anytime Jordan Spieth is in a tournament, and this is the last leg of, like, the big four majors he needs to win to complete the career grand slam. Um, So I'm going to be locked into those two guys. Those are my two favorite in golf. Those are the two I locked into during the Masters. And same thing here. Um, So no idea who's going to win it. I don't even know. Actually, no, I do know where it's being played. It's Southern Hills, I think, in, in Tulsa, Oklahoma shout out Oklahoma once again. Um, so yeah, I'll, I'll probably tune in every now and then.
1: Yeah, same here. I golf isn't, I, I, I have to kind of get out and see it. Um, yeah. Nelson was in town last week. I missed that. Uh, but yeah, no, I'm, I'm kind of the same way. I, I got to get out and see it. And, and with golf, I mean, you do have people that just love the sport of golf and you have people that, like you said, if more so tune in for their favorite players. So tiger woods and jordan spieth and rory signed me up and the fact that they're all in the same group i can get to watch them all at once that's fine and also to so that sport too you kind of just put it on and in the background you just kind of catches you because there's unless you're just one of those weird people who can literally turn it on from start to finish and just watch it and there's some kudos
0: to you but it's just not me 100 percent. and usually these tournaments wrap up around like five or six on on sunday yeah And so normally it's that thing that like you flip on, you catch the final few holes right before like the big basketball game or the big football game coming up. Um, So I I like it for that reason, like catching the end of a big tournament, seeing how it finishes, seeing the winner, um, seeing it wrap up, and then it leads you right into whatever big-time sporting events happening that night. That's probably what I'm going to do is I'll watch Thursday. I'll probably forget about it, get busy Friday, Saturday, and then I'll tune in to the last few holes on Sunday. Uh, no, I agree. So, Sunday's the day that matters
1: the most because you can it, it, you can have someone in the lead for the first two days, and then come that final Sunday, they can either choke it away or lose the lead. So Sunday to me is kind of like baseball season. I don't care about the regular season baseball, but once they're starting to get in the hunt, playoff baseball rolls around. Now you got my attention. So yeah, guys, I'll peep it tomorrow, and then Sunday I'll I'll probably block it on and just try to watch the whole thing, if not majority
0: of it. Man, I spoke too soon. I said we were done with basketball talk, but our last two headlines are also basketball related. Um, Talk me quick through James Harden um, and and his contract talk that's going on.
1: So essentially James Harden is due to get the super max from the Sixers. I think it's like around $270 million. And the talk of the town right now is does he deserve to get paid that? Um, A lot of people have been saying no people. Some people have been saying yes. Uh, I'm on the fence about it. I mean, essentially, if you pay him that money, you're not paying him for what he's done recently. You're paying him for what he's done in the past, and you're also paying him in hopes that you will get that same James Harden. Uh, I'm not going to jump off the bridge too quick, but I do think we – I think it's safe to say we have seen the days of James Harden just going crazy for 30, 40 punts in a, a game or over. Um, I think we're going to start to see him kind of fall more into that playmaking role that more – uh, point guard role where he's just facilitating kicking and all that and occasionally he can go off like he did in one of the uh, one of the pop games but uh, giving him 270 million is crazy just because his history with teams too, the exactly. teams are finicky,
0: yeah. like if
1: he doesn't like a team he's out, he's yeah. just going to force his way out like you don't want to pay someone that but I do see why they would pay him because they gave up like four first round picks for him so it's like you don't give up all that for a player to be there for a year and then just let him go somewhere else so it's a tricky situation. I, if I'm, I would not, I would hate to be Philadelphia 76 for management right now.
0: I know that. And, um, I, I think his superstar days may be maybe over. Um, he's at the point now where, where, and he doesn't play any defense at all either. Oh. I think it's a good point, like you said, where if, if one thing is, is wrong with the team, like granted, he was loyal to Houston for a while. Um, mm-hmm. but the, the way he leaves teams and the way he just, kind of almost quits on teams if he doesn't want to be there. Yeah. I don't know if that's super max worthy, especially at this stage in his career. When he's on, he's on, and he's one of the best players in the league. But I don't think yeah. we saw that at all. Like maybe a flash of that late in the – Like the moment.
1: first week.
0: Yeah. yeah. Um, in one of their initial series or one of their initial games. But I I kind of agree with, with the folks that are saying, no, don't give him a super max he may be demanding that to stay there, and that that may be the kind of sign you need of, okay, this ain't our guy. Yeah. Um, but they just traded away a lot of pieces to get him. So I think that puts them in a tough little negotiating spot. But I I, I don't know on Harden. I think, yeah, it, it's probably downhill from here for him. So he's trying to lock up that that final bag. Yeah, yeah, no.
1: he he He's going to get paid. If the 76ers don't pay him, some team will give him the super max. Uh, I did hear reports that he could try to go to New York uh, because the Knicks, the the way the Knicks are, even though he's still, he's quote unquote declining, that's still a good pickup for the Knicks. But I, I just, I don't, he's going to want to stay with the 76ers because I believe they're the only team that's eligible to give him that that money. So he's going to try to get, he's going to try to stay with them. And then if they don't give it to him, they're probably going to force his way out. But I don't know. I mean, if you even got the the if you got him when he was in Brooklyn before he got hurt and had that quad injury last year, then I I think pay the man. But you're not even really getting that anymore. I mean, so it's like if you're you're essentially paying him, you're locking him in the franchise for five years, um, and then you're also it's a wild card because like we said, if he doesn't like something about your system, he's out, and then that also is potentially hindering you from getting free agents there as well. So essentially, by him giving him that money then you're – I mean, because I think Joel Embiid's due for payday too, which I'm sure they'll be able to pay him because NBA money goes up every year. But you're going to need those key pieces because, as we see now, just people thinking you can just put two star – two, three star players together and it's going to work. it's it, that doesn't work, as, as we've seen. So, you're definitely going to need some role players there and some veteran guys on that team. And if you pay them all that, I don't think you're able to get too many more people there. So,
0: that's something I to agree. watch out for, for sure. Um that's enough James Harden talk for me. I'm, I'm over that, man. Um, final he- final headline. Then, then we're going to switch it up. Um, NBA coaches, talk to me about the firing going on, the potential firings coming up. Um, what are you seeing there?
1: So the trend I've been noticing is it's basically a lot of the super teams that are firing their head coaches. The Lakers fired, Frank Vogel. Um, apparently there are talks to Steve Dash could get fired. There's also talks of Doc Rivers getting fired. Um, and I was watching inside the VA a couple days ago and they were kind of talking about how, especially with these super teams that when it doesn't work, the first person, first people they go to blame is the head coach. In some cases I could see that in these cases, I, I really just don't like for the Lakers. I don't think Frank Fogle deserved to be fired. Um, because he dealt with a lot of, he dealt with injury. I mean, your second best player on the team and Anthony Davis, you, you don't even know if you're going to get half a season on him anymore. Um, to, uh, there was a bunch of upper management telling him what he could and can't do, who he can play, what he could play. So he didn't even get to coach and do his system how he wanted to. He had an upper management tell him how to do that. Uh, with the with the Nets, even though I was really against Steve Nash getting hired off rip, I don't think you can blame him either. Because again, like if you he, how would he have known Kyrie was gonna sit out for basically the majority of the season and KD was gonna tear his Achilles and basically hurt for half the season, then they would fall from first seed to the A seed and lose and the, get swept in the playoffs. So, I say you give him, I say you give Steve Nash one more year, and if he doesn't get it together, get rid of him. And then with the Doc River situation, uh, that's a tricky one. Uh, but if he does get fired, I mean, I wouldn't be opposed to going to LA or the Lakers hiring Mark Jackson, but it's tough being a coach right now, and coaching a super team, because if, if your team's not good, the first person they're going to point the finger at is you. So, it's something to watch out for, I guess you could say.
0: Yeah. Um... And I'll, I'll speak on those few too. Like, I think Vogel, I, I feel the opposite. I, I think get them out of there. Like you got so many weapons. Granted they're older. Yes. AD was hurt most of the season. Like you still got so many weapons and they they were terrible this year. I mean, they lost multiple, multiple games in a row, um, which should never happen when LeBron is on your team. Um, I mean, LeBron has taken way, way worse teams, a lot, lot farther than they went. Um. But he's older now. Like, he, he can't do it all, even though he did. Um, his yeah. numbers were insane this year for being 37 years old. Um, so, yeah, Vogel, get him out of there. Brooklyn-wise, kind of like you said, I'm, I'm totally okay with Steve Nash all year. Um, Kyrie was out most of the season. There were injury issues. Like, I get it. During the year, I think they finished up okay, um that wasn't what worried me what worried me was when I saw they got swept first round they had Kyrie
1: that's that's a problem
0: they had Kyrie for every game and they had KD for every game right Um, they did they did the fact and that lies on both of those players too and, and KD took some criticism for it um the fact that those two let their team get swept didn't win a single game that's a big cause for concern, and, and I agree. It's too soon to let Nash go. And I spoke on this, I think, on a previous episode. Um, maybe give him another year, but but he's going to have people watching over his shoulder now with with how that season wrapped up. Um, Sixers situation, I, I don't know too much about with with Rivers. Um, I am hearing, and I think I've seen go around, Mark Jackson commentator now is potentially going to go out to LA and coach out there, or he was at least mm-hmm. being interviewed. I'm not opposed to that. Um, like I think kind of what he did with, with the Warriors when he, during his time there, I'm all for that. Put, put him there with LeBron. I think that'd be a good matchup. Um, so yeah, I, that that's kind of my stance on those three.
1: I agree. And I did hear that Mike D'Antoni is being there. They were look at Mike D'Antoni as for the 76ers job, which, apparently James Harden really wants cuz that's his boy and I'm like if it didn't work in Houston it's not going to work in in Philadelphia like yeah. he he's got to James Harden has to learn how to be coached by anyone the, the whole I need this coach to be successful I think is uh it's a I can't say the word but it's it's ridiculous honestly uh um because if you look at LeBron in the past he's <laughs> had some of the – not the worst coaches, but he hasn't had some of the best coaches, and he can do it, and a bunch of other players. So, if you're a great player, you find ways to win regardless of who the coaches.
0: So, I think it's just a That's, yeah excuse. Uh, and I'd agree with that. I, th- I think – I mean, shoot, I, I feel like NBA head coaches, they don't do too much. Like, they have a ton of assistants helping right. them out with every phase of the right. game. And right. so, I feel like head coaches are there for more for motivational purposes and for drawing up, like, an inbound play or two. And that's really it. Like, granted, I, I've never been on an NBA team. I, I can't speak to this um, in an educated fashion, but I think that's the general feel with NBA coaches. These players are so good. They they know how to control a game. Um, they're there to coach, yes, but they also know, like, these guys are superstars and getting paid more than me. Yeah.
1: Right, no, yeah, I agree. It's interesting. We'll see what we'll see how that goes. Honestly, that'll be fun to watch.
0: Um, J kid though. J kid though looks strong for the Mavs. Oh, uh,
1: like I said, we are in for a treat, ladies and gentlemen. Game one tonight. I've got my popcorn getting
0: popped as we speak. I'm ready. <laughs> I am ready. Man, it's gonna be cold. Come come tip off. Um, <laughs> yeah. Next on the list is card talk. Um what I wanted to talk about here, and I'll, I'll run most of this segment, um, we've got the Dallas Card show this weekend, and I believe it's Allen, Texas at like a convention center. And for those of you that aren't too familiar with with cards or card shows, this is one of the top shows in the world is this Dallas card show. Um, it's It's pretty dang well known for being one of the top shows uh, across the nation. is this Dallas card show. They do it a few times a year. The other big one is the national um, convention that's coming up this summer. Um, I think I want to say it's in July. Um, but anyway, the Dallas card show is a, is a big time show. There, there's some, you know, veterans, retired players that will be there signing cards on site. Um, there's I don't know how many tables, but I want to say like 300 plus tables and vendors set up where what I like is you can buy cards, you can sell your cards you can trade your cards, but they also have like little dollar boxes set up on each table, typically, um, to where you can just flip through cards that are that are only a dollar. And sometimes you can find some some really, really good finds in there. So for me, it's all about just the hunt of what's the next big play to make of like, can I identify a card that I either really want or is really undervalued that I can if I'm not if it's not a LeBron card or a dirt card and I'm not emotionally attached to it, (laughs) that I could turn around and flip for, for a little bit of of money and have fun doing and and appreciating it. So I'm actually going to be in Dallas this weekend. Um, The wife and I are making a trip down. We'll be there for the week. Um, We've got a wedding in Dallas towards the the second, uh, I I guess it's a week and a half from now, the, the last weekend of this month um shout out d now so we'll be in we'll be in dallas this weekend i'll be at that card show probably on sunday to check it out i'll report back next time we record um and it'll be my first time going to it so i'm I'm absolutely pumped for it um if you're there or you have any interest in going hit me up
1: didn't wait didn't you weren't you telling me that you got a didn't you find like a lebron rookie card or something
0: yeah um the most recent LeBron card I picked up was was just an autographed card of LeBron from like a 2015 upper deck set. It's a gorgeous-looking card, like on-card autograph. Um, it was super, super clean. And, and LeBron autos are expensive, so I had to trade away a lot of cards in order, in order to get that. Um, so that was my most recent pickup. It wasn't a rookie. I do have a lot of LeBron rookies, but that one particularly was, was not one.
1: So what would you say your most
0: prized – most valuable <laughs> card you have in your deck right now? Um, post game pod exclusive. So I have I have a second LeBron card. Um, and and I, I post most of these on my card Instagram account. It's CR underscore cards. If anybody sure. wants to go look at them. Um, but I have a, a second LeBron autograph that has a little patch and like piece of his jersey on it too. Um, they call it a patch auto. And it's from, Mm -hmm. I think, 2006 is the year. It's SP, game used, authentic. It's like it was a game used jersey patch that's on the card. It's numbered six out of 15. It's like there's only 15 of these cards made ever. And I have number six serial numbered in that set, which is what they call technically jersey number. So it's like one of the jersey Mm -hmm. numbers he wore was six and 23, obviously. Mm -hmm. Um, So that actually increases the value a little bit um but yeah he, he autographed the card it's got the piece of his jersey on it it was game worn and it's pretty early year LeBron I mean 05 06 is what second third year in the league so
1: yeah because he came to the league 03 so that was probably his third year yeah. yeah yeah third
0: year um and it's graded by uh I think it was Beckett um it's like a BGS 9 I think if I remember correctly so that one's probably my most prized possession in the collection, but that new LeBron auto I got is also a favorite. But I, I've also got like autographs of of Kareem, Jerry West, um, like a Shaq rookie card autograph that I think is pretty clean. It's not worth as much as the LeBron stuff, but but those are pretty pretty special ones too.
1: Yeah, nice little set going. Yeah, nice collection going.
0: on. I'm about to John the I see. The way I look at it is as an investment. Like I I, I don't yeah, that's look at it as like. I'm wasting my money because I, I they, they hold their value pretty well, and they similar to the stock market, maybe a little bit less, but but they tend to go up over time, um, mm-hmm. especially as the the years that that the card is gets older and older, the rarity gets gets more and more. You see them pop up less. Um, they they truly have become like a, an alternative form of investment. So like I'm I'm not allocating mm-hmm. all my investments to sports cards, but I look at it as like, I'm okay if these investments go to zero, which they, they never will, but some of them may. Um, but I've put enough into it to where, like, I think I can get a decent return, even if I were to sell them now, but I think I'll hold most of them for, for a little bit. Oh, yeah, that's it's, definitely. It's, it's like fun. I said, it's, 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 it's fun. It's a hobby, but it's also, an I, I think, an investment. Yeah.
1: You can get that to me once you get told.
0: There you go. Exactly. Some of them I could pass down. Maybe I have a, a, a son one day. Um that, that he'll be into it. So yeah, uh, I plan to have or one or give it to me for a while. Yeah, maybe oh, I can I it. can share one with you. There we go. Um come it's with me that car- come this. with me to that card show. I'll I'll buy you one.
1: Postgame part in the business. Let's go. We're in the building. We'll flip through I'm those down dollar down. boxes. I'm
0: down. Um, new segment alert. This is an Urkel special song of the week. As we detailed in the last episode, um, when it comes to to hopping in the car um, or wherever you may be listening to your music, if there's an aux around, you're taking it, not me. Um, so tell me what you're listening <laughs> to this week. Give us your song recommendation. Or just what you're listening to this week. So,
1: of course, this week I've been listening to the Kendrick album, like nonstop I think I listened to like once a day since it's come out because it came I out. I haven't Friday. listened to
0: it a single time.
1: Well, so. The thing with Kendrick is he's so lyrical, miracle that I, he, and he, it's just so much to dissect and digest that I still don't know how I feel about the album. I know I don't hate the album, but I don't know if I'm ready to say, I, I don't know if I'm ready to rank it in this discography yet. Um, but I mean, it's a good album. It's got joints on there for everybody. Um, so I've been listening to that a lot. Um, I've also been listening a lot to R&B lately um, and preferred I've been listening to this. Uh, for those of you who don't know, this is an artist he goes by the name of Pink Sweats. Um, he's an R&B artist. Uh, he dropped a couple of projects. I was late to the party with him, so I've been kind of playing catch up with him. And then an artist that I don't think people are know about yet, but he is, to me, he's fire. I actually heard him when I was in Vegas. Uh, his name is Down to Earth. And I believe he signed to uh, Made in Tokyo, the dude who uh, had to hit Uber Everywhere. I, think he's, I believe he signed to his record label. He's got a lot of joints. I'll have Chad post uh, one of the songs in the bio for the thing, so you can guys can go take a listen to it. But if you are if you just want to get in the vibe, like I've been lately, just relax. Maybe play some late-night cartoons or you're in the bed chilling or whatever. Definitely give those two, like, pink <laughs> sweats and uh, Down to Earth a listen. That I'll tell you
0: that – if to describe my music taste and my genre of choice, there's no better way to describe it than like late night driving your car, bobbing your head to a beat. Like that, that is my my, that. my music taste. So whether it's like some old school Drake, um, like I still want a beat, like I still want something I can bob my head to, but I prefer like the, the slower stuff where like go ahead and rap, drop bars all you want. But but if it's slowed down a little bit, there's still a solid beat there. I'm all for that. Um, I'll, I'll even give my song of the week. And it's the first one. I'll, I'll give you two. The first one is, is I mean, a chart topper. It, it's a very generic take. Post Malone's got a new album he's dropping soon. He released a single with Roddy Rich called Cooped Up. Um, I think he released it this week. Not a yeah, bad little a tune. That. Um, give, the, give that one a shot. And then a little more under the radar. There's an artist I'm in love with um his name is murray he's out of like north or south carolina i can't remember which one um but he's a rapper he's real solid he only has released one album and then he released a single at some point this year i don't know what month um but it's called still here featuring corday um that's that's just like i was talking about a slower one but a head bobber with a good beat um so go ch- check out Moray, M-O-R-R-A-Y, if you want yeah. somebody new to listen to. Yeah, and I, oh, I didn't even tell
1: the song. So for the first one, the Pink Sweats guy, uh, Look Up Honesty, that song is, like I said, it's a, it's very acoustic. So I don't know if you'll like it, but it's just basically just hitting the guitar, serenading a nice young lady or anyone. And then the next one I'm going <laughs> to list next up <laughs> The next one I play is uh, Down to Earth, "Matumbo." Um, that's just a vibe. I, I think you like that, too, because it's, I, it's I, like – I've actually heard vibes. that one.
0: I, I love that song. Yeah, I
1: sent you that. Yeah, it's it, it's a vibe. So so those two, go ahead and check those two out. Uh, I, I put together a birthday playlist that I might share with the people. And this is something – these are just some of my favorite songs over the years that I've, I've put together. Um, so I might share that with the people for a little early birthday gift for you guys. There we go.
0: Um, if you're on Apple Music, you can follow us. I'm not that interesting of a follow, but but follow follow Urkel.
1: I am. I I said chad playlists all the time. So and if you want me to make your playlist, I can might charge you 1099. Or if I'm feeling nice, I might just do it for free. But if you need a playlist for any any occasion, I got you.
0: I like that. I like that. Um, like I said pause this episode right now please send in your listener questions um, hit that link in our instagram bio you can leave them anonymous um, so if you have a question on how do i talk to a girl or, or what music should i listen to or what sports are y'all watching or why do you not like chris paul like whatever your question is fire them off to us we'll answer them in our next episode um like i said you can leave them anonymous so if you don't want to leave your name no problem um, other than that one final segment to get to and that is as always, the fourth quarter. Um, in honor of Jacob, our four fingers are in the air. My name. And me, similar to Jake. what we did when when Jake was hosting the show, um, I'm gonna pass this to you, Eric. This is this is your segment uh-oh. to run with. Um, give us any final thoughts, anything that's on your mind, sports related or not, to wrap up the show.
1: Okay, I got something, and this has been grinding my gears, bugging uh-oh, me for the last we two weeks. So the Met Gala was, um, I think it was two, three weeks ago. And I I still don't know what the Met guy was for. Someone told me it's for a bunch of rich and famous people just get together and pay $40,000 whatever to sit down and eat and basically talk how rich and popular they are. I don't know. But I saw some of those outfits, they were on the red carpet. And my God, if this is what fashion is, then I don't want any parts of it. I'm a I'm an all-black type of guy. Just black t-shirt, black jeans, black... But if this is what fashion is, my God, we are, we are done for because... I saw some of the outfits that people were wearing and people like this is so thought-provoking and fashion forward. I'm like, no, it's not. He just put it looks like some of these people just literally got dressed in the dark. (laughs) Like, I don't understand it. Not, I don't know if you caught some of the looks, but Oh my goodness. It was, it was horrendous.
0: So first off, I a hundred percent agree. What the heck is the Met Gala? If anybody knows, please slide in our, (laughs) slide in our listener questions and give us a breakdown. Um, I ran a quick search on it. It says, according to Wikipedia, the Met Gala or Met Ball, formerly called the Costume Institute Gala or the Costume Institute Benefit, which that right there could probably explain some of the outfits, um, is an annual fundraising gala held for the benefit of the Metropolitan Museum of Arts Costume Institute in New York City. Um, It's odd to me that, that all these, these rappers and athletes are getting behind supporting the museum of arts costume Institute in New York city. Like you'd think that that money could go to probably a better cause than a dang costume. Um, so that that's odd to me, but, but I think you hit it spot on. Like it's turned into just this big time event where you, you just get a fit off and go viral and you just network with a ton of other celebrities. What they actual, actually do in the gala and in that room, I think is a major mystery and nobody ever knows. Um, yeah. I tried to look it up and I read like some articles on it one time when I got curious, I think like there's performers or, or people will actually go up there and, and perform for the audience or something. But I see it, like you said, like they sit down around a table with random celebrities, they have dinner, they chat <laughs> um, and they call it a night, they go know. home. Like, I, I don't know what else. could do in there like it's not an award show i don't think um no it's it's
1: not it's just like a dinner i think someone said i I don't know it's
0: i I don't know what these celebrities do a gathering of the most random group of of celebrities that that you'll ever see
1: it definitely is and like i said those outfits are terrible if if you're paying your fashion person to dress you like that you can pay me for half the price and i can (laughs) dress you like an idiot if you want me to yeah
0: i i can't say i've ever been a costume guy or really appreciated the arts, uh, so I, I can't get into that kind of type of stuff. I know it may be for some people, but um, again, if the fundraising is going to the Museum of Arts Costume Institute, in New York City, just please give that money to a better cause. Uh, like
1: me, give it to me. I'll take it. <laughs> if you want if to you give your money, just give it to me.
0: If just one of the attendees want to sponsor the post game podcast with that money, please. that would be fantastic. Um, we'll take it. Anyway, uh, the Met Gala, a question we we may never know as to what actually happens there. Um, But I think that's it. I think that's all we got for today. Episode 34, I think that that puts it in the books. Um, Urkel, any last thoughts before we, we wrap up?
1: Nothing. Uh appreciate you guys for listening. Submit your listener questions. So like Chad said, they don't have to be sports-related. Any question you want, we will answer it or try our best to answer it. So submit your questions, and other than that, like, subscribe, share all that good stuff. Tell your friends about us. And I hope everyone has a good rest of their week.
0: Eric, you killed it as always. Go Mavericks. See y'all next time. Go, yes sir.